Hello, everyone, and welcome, Ashley. Uh, thanks for having me. Now, me and Ashley are here on my deck in the backyard with my chiminea, and um, we got the fire going. And I just kind of wanted to make a free-form episode um, while we sit here and look at the fire. Now, as far as it feels as if fire is a part of our genetics because we've been dealing with fire as a species so, for so long that it's, a, it's almost a part of a human spirit, and um, we have this natural reaction to it that is written in our DNA because of its value to human, humanity for so long. Um, of course, uh, fire, we've tamed fire in a lot of ways, um, and, you know, meta, metaphysically as well. We've learned, we've learned once again how to tame our own inner fire through meditation and yoga, whatever path you follow. Um, would you like to say anything, Ashley? Well, I was just thinking about how fire has been an integral part of the human species since we, it was pretty much the first thing that we did to tame nature on a level. But fire is really untamable. That's, that's the interesting part of it is we had to learn how to create this energy so that we could, in a way, start the process of civilizing ourselves, whatever that means. But um, we could never really tame fire. And our, our biology actually relies on fire. We, we have coexisted with it for so long that it liter- literally triggers melatonin in our brain, the colors orange and red at nighttime against the black. That, that tells us it's time to go to sleep and time to start re- relaxing. So, Indeed. Um, so when we think about fire in, re- in relation to emotions and uh, as astrological charts as well, what is... What is the good and bad side of um, a fire, a fire-oriented um, identity or spiritual identity? Because we're born at certain times, and we have different elements that fall into different categories and different placeholders place holders okay. uh, when we're born on one day or another. So, what can you say about that a little bit? So, like, as far as astrological influences on our spiritual essences, you know, water signs are the most emotional. But fire, fire signs are the second most emotional, and fire signs really, a large part of their emotionality has to do with um, this burning, this burning essence that is untamable yet um, passionate. So, you know, some of the negatives would be the ego becomes more pronounced sometimes in fire signs and with the fire emotion. So it's where emotions meet ego and that can be negative because the ego can use the emotions as a catalyst and that can be kind of devastating. But also um, passion is a positive thing that um, fire individuals have. Also a warmth of spirit that you sometimes don't find in other um, essences as much. For sure, and you know we're going to get to an episode eventually where we talk about the different elements and what their emotional qualities are when they're a part of somebody's chart. Um, of course, we have um, we have this idea that alchemy is very much is very much in tune. Our own alchemy is very much in tune with fire, and when an alchemist is trying to create materials externally. Um, through through inspiration, but also trying to um, enlighten himself in conjunction, uh, fire becomes the absolute necessity of that alchemical process. Does that make sense? Yes. Um, so as far as alchemy goes, I've always looked at it as 
it requires more than just one element in order to create the change. Um, but yeah, fire's, you know, one of the base levels, looking for that internal fire, and then you look for the internal metals and how to transmute those on a spiritual level. It's like a symbolic thing, usually, with alchemy. Oh, for sure. And as we know, alchemy was the original... Um, was the original science, and that's why a lot of um, materials and processes first started in alchemy before they started in our modern scientific age. Um, but I think alchemy, I think that was a combination of science and spirituality. That's why it was so wonderful. Mm-hmm. And then there became this trend of taking, just looking at the material and not letting your 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 being coincide with it and just kind of tearing apart um, the spiritual essence um, the spiritual science that is alchemy. And once again, the yogic paths, the various paths are mu- very much spiritual science uh, sciences as well. <clears throat> yeah. And for example, Ayurveda, they divide people into three doshas and pitta would be the one that has fire. So it's um, fire and water where fire and water meet. And um, that usually includes a lot of steam. So you know, as long as you keep that balance, the water won't put out the fire and the fire won't evaporate all of the water. But water can change, you know, into steam and change elemental, um, like the way it shows up, whether it's a solid, a liquid or a gas. But fire tends to destroy things or help to create. It's very much connected to both creation and destruction. It's not as much so it's hard to sustain things with fire. It's more creation and destruction. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, so now when you become, when you start to understand the nature of fire, you start seeing that even plants and animals have a bit of that in themselves, not just humans. Yes. Um, as we know, um, animals have souls and plants do as well. But um, there are certain there are certain species that are, very much fire oriented um i'm trying to come up with some i think the scorpion has a lot of fire in it yeah scorpions would have some fire energy it's a lot like what i was saying about ayurvedic medicine it would be like pitta would be fire plus water um as far as animals a lot of reptilian species they say is they're connected to fire ironically they're cold-blooded but they have a lot of fire essence for some reason maybe it's because they require the sun and warmth in order to achieve movement because Mm -hmm. when they get too cold they stagnate and you know they're cold-blooded so um also you know in the plant kingdom like plants require photosynthesis so they require the sun and the warmth of that external fire yes definitely um I think that there are certain plants that have a fire nature, like poison ivy is like mainly fire, <laughs> yeah. like the very fiery spirit, poison ivy, poison oak. Yeah. Um, I think another, if I was going to think of like another animal, now would, would all predators, like would all predators have way more fire than let's say herbivores or, or is it not true of all predators? I think that predators would be, they'd have more of a tendency towards fiery energy, how because because it's the creativity and the destruction. Anything that's connected to creativity and destruction would have a lot of connection to fire energy. So since predators tend to literally need to destroy in order to, you know, live on the planet and sustain themselves, they would have that level of destruction, which would be that element of fire. And if we connect fire to metabolism, <coughs> then they need a whole bunch of fire because it's harder to digest meat, right? Um, not for a carnivore. Probably for an omnivore. Mm. 
but um, like us <laughs> yeah like like for humans it would be harder for us to digest meat it's heavy on our system because historically we have not eaten a huge amount of meat and it was usually in the form of fish when we did eat it but um we just don't metabolize it as much a carnivore they're created to do that but yet again they're they're more connected to create creation and destruction so anything that destroys um like that's the catalyst like plants they require you know soil things decompose and it's at a much more um tranquil rate it's not like a destructive force really it's more like a transmutation of the energy so and if we were to think about like gods or spirits or beings that are the bad side of fire um the 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 wanton and willingness to destroy um, well, and just, just not caring what is burned, I guess we could compare it to somebody like Sorath. Yeah. I mean, I always think of like Ares, but he's not all about just destruction for the sake of destruction. I'm not as, um, familiar with the gods and goddesses that are strictly into destruction because I, my path usually is more balanced. Indeed. So. And we know that Loki is, is very much a uh, fire, fire god, god yeah. and he's very much connected to, well, his uncle is Surtur. Yeah. And if you work with Loki, then he's likely going to um, refer you to his uncle eventually. But um, when we have... Uh, and, you know, a lot of people... I think you were saying this the other day that Loki used to be called Logi. Yeah, well, there was a, a god that was a predecessor. They say that it was... Um, like, he was before Lu, or um, Lu from the Celtic Pantheon, and Loki from the Nordic Pantheon, and People have tried to connect that ancient god with the two more modern gods in the Nordic and Celtic pantheon. And all of them have a connection to the sun and fire. And um, so Lu from the Celtic pantheon, it's more about creativity, the creative aspect, you know, um, craftsmanship, um, games, hunting, a lot of um, skills, you know, like spear throwing, things mm-hmm. like that. Loki is more of destructive but i think there are creative elements to loki also because a lot of times in his destruction he teaches people lessons as mm-hmm. most trickster gods do and you know the, we we know the old norse story of um when uh thor loki and thor's um i guess you could say <coughs> manservant or slave went to you know, jotunheim and they each were put through a trial based on trying to show them that they weren't as as strong in their own in their own um, prides as as um as they so they they basically were put through these tests that they themselves would think that they would pass. So Loki hit for his challenge. It was uh, he was pitted against this other giant, and they they had two troughs of food, two really big troughs of food. Now Loki, as a you know very much of a fire god consumes very easily usually Mm -hmm. but he was taken down a peg because this giant he not only did he eat all the food he ate the trough itself Mm. and then (laughs) and then you know thor he 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 had his own challenges um but um at the end they realized all of it was kind of a trick and they were pitted against very strong elements that even themselves, even they couldn't overcome. And what had the giant that had been pitted against Loki was actually fire itself. Mm. And it consumed all the food in the trough and the trough itself because Loki is not fire itself. So he's taken down a peg um, mm-hmm. for, you know, compared to the primordial essence of the giants. 
um, and the forces that they deal with, um, those yeah. are much more powerful than, than the gods in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, he's more connected to the elements of fire, the aspects of fire, the attributes of fire, rather than him being fire itself. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, in a way, like, just like runes, the elements are kind of like the gods of the gods. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the runes are called the gods of the gods. So, like, where a lot of these things overlap is where a god exists. Yes. Um, and where a lot of the gods and other forces overlap is where we exist. That's what brings us into being as a fabric of, of reality, as part, yeah. as part of the fabric. I wonder what owl that is. <laughs> it sounds like it could be Greyhorn. It's like this, this one. We have, like, one owl that, like, lives back here and he uh he, he hoots um i think owls hoot because either they're trying to find a mate or they're trying to establish dominance i can't really remember um but yeah <laughs> maybe they hear us talking <laughs> he's like he's like hey shut up over there trying to uh look for food and stuff um <laughs> but yeah um yeah you know and the sad thing is this fire had slowly this fire has slowly died in front of us <laughs> for some... Okay, like, right now, everything is just wet. Like, every, everything's just so wet right now. It's really hard to keep it lit. I even broke my own my own rule of using lighter fluid because I, I always do, do build a fire and use starter sticks, but um, I had I had to use lighter fluid, and that didn't even really catch everything, which was unfortunate. But the ambience <laughs> is so cool when you have, like, the rain with the fire or the wetness with the fire because mm -hmm. it's that balance of these two energies that they're both fluid do they moot <laughs> do they moot? do they mute each other um they can or they can work synergistically and make some of the most beautiful energies like hot springs for example are fire energy with water energy mixing um what else like thunder and lightning in a rainstorm that's you know fire and water because in many ways the lightning is like sky fire <laughs> sky fire <laughs> and, and they can cause fires also and obviously. where and where i live we have electrical storms where there'll be lightning randomly flash but um i actually didn't know they were called electrical storms until like yesterday but i, <laughs> I knew it happened but um where there's lightning but there's no thunder and sometimes there's no rain but but there's just like a little little bit of rain in the clouds that cause electrical storms which is yeah. very for some reason this area in texas that happens a lot um so fire fire exists on its own it can interact with water water's the only element that can change all different forms all the other uh you know because it can be a solid a liquid or a gas mm -hmm. fire Fire changes the things that are around it through the creative and destructive forces, but it doesn't have as much of the preservation. So a lot like would it be Brahma, Vishnu, or who would the three the Trimurti within? The oh, three? Brahma, uh, Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiv. Yeah. So within Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiv, like Vishnu wouldn't be much of a fire. Shiva is usually considered very, very much associated with fire. Yeah, because he's the destructive element. Yeah, but well, like I, I think that somebody once Swami said. It, the most accurate because i because i never really felt he's necessarily destruction he's he is the deconstructor um <clears throat> yeah he's and he's also has that aspect where he's you know the fire the the brush fire in the woods that needs to destroy some of that so that it doesn't build up and just burst the whole force in a flame where does the ending end and where does the beginning begin because in the cycles they're connected so of course the creative and the destructive would be connected so it's that really powerful um element that fire has but it's not always as good with the preservation part because we have to have be a we have to 
tame the fire, which is always a little difficult, or have it very far away like we do with the sun. Yeah. And, um, yeah, the sun's definitely a very positive fire energy. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, the, the rune that is the fire rune, basically in the Elder Futhark, is Kinaz. And it means it's kind of both fire and, of course, the sun is Soelu. But um, Kinaz is usually considered like a torch. Mm. It's the torch that lights the way. Oh, okay. At its best. Yeah. And at its worst, it can, it can really burn you up <laughs> but yeah. uh but yeah well the pitta dosha that i was talking about from ayurvedic medicine which is um east indian um medicine which is i think five to ten thousand years old it's very very old it's like one of the oldest um medical systems on the planet surviving yeah, yeah. and um the pitta dosha is a mixture of fire and water and you know as long as people don't let the fire get out of hand usually the water will cooperate with the fire and yeah for sure um, I guess we'll just go ahead and end it here and make it a short episode. But, um, hey, um, I really enjoyed talking to you, Ashley, and hanging out here with the fire. Oh, yeah, it was fun, as always. And uh, you want to give a plug for your YouTube? Yeah, you can just uh, find me on YouTube. Search Amethyst TV. That's a capital A uh, space in between, and then a capital T and capital V. Excellent. And you can look up my channel. Uh, <coughs> just type in Hunter Salazar on YouTube, and it should be the first result. Anyway, thank you very much for joining us, everybody listening, and we hope to, uh, we hope to hear from you uh, either on Facebook. Go to my Facebook account if you want to talk to me. To give some suggestions or, like, you can have some questions asked or some criticism, go to uh, www.facebook.com slash hunter.salazar. Once again, www.facebook.com slash hunter.salazar. At any rate, thank you very much for listening, and uh, we'll see you in the future.